Hey guys, I'm Jillian Tara, and you're listening to Chasing Fashion. Today is a very exciting episode. I have one of my best friends in from London, Jay Yay. Barrett, stylist. Hello. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Welcome. I'm not British. <laughs> no, she's Surprise. not. We're in my closet. <laughs> so, Jay and I uh, met a handful of years ago here in New York. Yes. Um, she was a stylist at the time, and I pursuing the same thing, fashion design. And a year ago now? More than. Okay. What? It's been that long? Yeah. Wow. Over a year ago, she moved to London to yeah. pursue her dreams. <laughs> She's been wanting to do this forever. And yeah. anyone out there who wants to move to another country, like me, is probably <laughs> like, fuck yeah, I'm dying to do it. Anyways, so... She's been there over a year now. She's styling. Jay, you have worked in New York in Mm -hmm. the fashion industry, and now you've worked in London in the fashion industry. For anyone who who already lives in one and is interested in moving to the other or whatever, what would you say are some of the major differences between the two? Oh, they're so different. They're so different. I don't know where to start. I don't know where to start. Okay, so... I mean, I have recently moved to London, mm-hmm. so it's hard for me to not sing its praises because I just Fair. am so happy there and I just love it so much. Not to say that I don't love New York and, like, I always have a special place in my heart for New York because this is, like, one of my homes. But yeah. um, I mean, that's how I feel. Even when I leave, it's always my home. London is, um, it's more nurturing. I would say that... If you're a new designer, if you're a new stylist, if you're a new creative in general, uh, London is going to be a really um, nurturing place for you to develop your craft, for you to learn, for you to work with new people, um, be creative, experiment, try new things, all of the above. Like You're able to kind of branch out and do random stuff without, you know, there's no commercial nature kind of holding you back like there's so many small magazines there's so many everyone's just young and eager to try new things and like do new things and like support new people and like give money to new people and it's kind of amazing yeah it's amazing I feel like that's not the case at all here yeah in New York New York is very um it's a very passionate place you know you're just always surrounded by people who are wanting to be the best. They're mm-hmm. always wanting to be, like, the top of their field, like, one of the top players. So, it yeah, it can, so be competitive. A, it can be a really competitive environment, but it also helps people, like, really develop themselves, like, way more. If Than I... London. Yeah, oh, my God. If I... I think that I wouldn't be the person, like, stylist, assistant, anything that I am today mm-hmm. if I hadn't been here first. Do you mean in, like, a business sense? Absolutely. I mean, business and also fashion-wise, I mean, you you just get this fire underneath you here that, like, you don't get in any other city. Um, it makes you work harder. It makes you work longer. It makes you want it more. It makes mm-hmm. you focused. It drives you, and it drives me. Like, in London, 
you know, I'm not sitting back seat. I'm like fully on the wheel. Like I want to do whatever I can. I want to shoot with whoever I can. I want to work with whoever I can. But I will say that London, it has more of a maybe a creative and relaxed and and chill and not maybe not chill, but like more um, creative vibe. And New York is very much more like the jobs out here are a lot of like big industry jobs mm-hmm. and um, jobs where you can't mess around and we're looking for a great final product and it has to be clean and right the first time mm-hmm. and you know, X, Y, Z. And that being said, you know, you can make more money in New York. Um, but, um, I feel like the more experimental things are maybe happening in Europe and happening in London and designer wise, styling wise, photography wise, like all of the above. And then like a lot of people get pulled over into New York when they're at their prime, when they're at their peak to kind of do some of their more, they have that creativity right but like they've honed it and they've Mm -hmm. like they and and brands can say like okay we want that product so it's just there's not a lot of room of for experimentation i think in Mm. new york new york's more like transactional a bit a bit more um a bit more yeah um but that being said it's just there's pros and cons to both cities and i feel like I learned more in New York in two years than I would have learned in any other city in, like, ten. So, yeah, I mean, you don't have the luxury of time or money in New York to kind of, like, leisurely... That's true. ...work at your pace, so... Oh, God, that's something I crave so much, though, being here and working in the industry. I just want creativity and, like, freedom, like, the space to think... It, it's kind of wild because I think a lot of people who come from this city and go elsewhere kind of feel like this, like, oh, my God, this is so much more relaxed. Like, in L.A. and in Paris and in London, I just have always felt like it's not the same speed. For sure. That's fair. All right. So, you studied art history. Uh-huh. I want to talk about your journey from art history to styling. Into styling. How did you get there? Okay, so, um, yeah, I mean, there's so many ways to get into styling, obviously. Um, it's not just, like, a direct path. I mean, for some people, it's a direct path, and that's amazing. For me, I was always really, really in love with art and fashion, uh, but I just, you know, decided to go to art school when I was 18. So I studied fine art, art history and arts management at university and I was like yeah this is great I'm gonna go into curation and I'm gonna go it's like gallery management like this is what I this is where my love lies and it comes time in university where they're like okay so like you just have to get an internship you know to to get credits to graduate and uh I just thought the idea of sitting in a gallery for 12 hours a day like sitting there and waiting for people to come in to talk about the same artist oh, for God. yeah I, exactly <laughs> I was like oh my god what have I done this is a huge mistake so instead of that I, I was lucky enough to get an internship with a family friend was working at a brand Allison Olivia yeah <laughs> oh wow okay so I just made a face and that's because I've heard a lot of crazy things about Allison Olivia I worked at Allison Olivia a long, long time ago. It was my first internship ever, okay. and it was in production. 
and oh so it wasn't even inside no like, no it was in production oh my god I, I just was production. yeah well, I was just eager to like get into fashion I was just like you know what I just okay. want to do something new fashion and and I love Alice and Olivia and this is gonna be so amazing and so I we went into it um and it just it it was very eye-opening <laughs> to like what the fashion world was gonna be like to me and yeah I mean I didn't love the internship I didn't love it. Uh, and after that, I kind of thought, well, I don't want to do fashion anymore. I, if, oh, no. Yeah, it was just not a positive experience for me. And I kind of thought, like, oh, well, if all of the fashion industry is going to be kind of like this, maybe I don't want to do it. And so for uh-huh. a while, I, like, leaned away from it. Um, but eventually, I found myself just, like, drawn back into fashion. And I was like, okay, well, maybe there's another aspect. Like, maybe it's not yeah. production. Maybe there's something else in fashion that I want to do. And it took me a long time to kind of realize, like, how many areas there are in the industry. You know, like, there's not just production. There's, you know, there's design. There's merchandising. There's, um... There's so many. There's just so many. And, it's like, crazy. And when you're People young, don't know that. you don't know. Yeah, mm-hmm. you don't know. Like, there's so many ways. That, like, there's, there's PR or whatever. So I lived in New Orleans for a little while. And I was doing some stuff with a brand down there called crew which does sunglasses mm-hmm. and i was helping with them for a little while okay but eventually Wait, what were you doing there was it like product was, development no 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 I, well a little bit i was kind of helping in all facets because it was such a small company at the time and i was interning with them but eventually we did a photo shoot um like a promotional photo shoot for like some new frames that were coming out oh, cool. and i remember like the the head guy, his name's Sterling Barrett, which is so oh, funny. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just, like, completely unrelated. But um, we, he had got some of his friends to come through with some clothes, and he was like, yeah, they're going to be styling this photo shoot that we're going to do. And I just remember thinking, like, oh, God, that sounds so amazing. And so I was on set with these girls, and they were styling this model, and I just was, like, overwhelmed with, like, how much fun it was. And I was like, oh, this is this is it. This is what I want to be doing. Oh my God. That's amazing. Yeah. And I kind of, I, I kind of realized pretty quickly that New Orleans is not the city to be trying to style in. Yeah. Like that just, you know, the photo shoots happen every once in a blue moon and even so they like fly people in and it's so funny because every time you tell me that you lived in New Orleans, I'm like, how, when were you working on fashion? I know. I went recently and I was like, where is the fashion? It's, very minimal. I mean, they do have their own fashion week there, and there are some designers oh, who are based on there. Yeah, I mean, oh, wow. yeah. Okay. Um, but on a whole, like, you know, they have to have um, PRs in New York that mm. carry their yeah. stuff. You know, because otherwise totally. they're just they're just too secluded. Yeah. Uh, there's there's not an industry where you can like you know style or whatever. But um, so after that, I. Moved up to New York, and I got my first job interning with a stylist who worked at W Magazine, and yeah, that was... Wow, that's (laughs) amazing. I was really lucky, and um, basically I just worked my ass off interning for free for a long time with him, and then eventually his first assistant left, and I was able to move into that position. So it was an internship, but then it turned into a job. Yeah, I mean, I when I was interning, I was working almost like two jobs to pay my rent mm-hmm. because I was interning you for free, to. which is a sad 
facet of the industry where you're just expected to work for free for a certain amount of time, Ugh, which, preach. yeah, which is horrible. So much of it. It's, it's terrible. But at the same time, um, you know, there's so many people who are so desperate to work in the industry that I think it really is able to kind of like slowly weed down to the people who are like, no, I'm serious about mm-hmm. this. And I really am committed to That's this. That's true. Um, and I like, like I was supporting myself. Like I was working jobs, on the weekends, at nights, I was bartending, I was working at music festivals, <laughs> like, I was doing whatever I could to make rent just so I could intern, and, you know, I was working crazy hours, I was, like, uh, you know, doing amazing shoots, but I was working sometimes till 2 a.m., and then, like, taking the subway home at, like, 2 in the morning. Jesus, yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. God, you're probably so tired. All the time. And then I was assisting that guy, and then after I assisted him, I was able to go off and do my own thing. And basically after that, I just assisted for a long time. Okay. And I still assist. Wait, what do you mean by you were able to go off and do your own thing? You just mean by assisting? Yeah, I was full time with uh, Patrick for a long time. And then after me and him parted ways, mm-hmm. I um, was able to take on jobs with other stylists um, okay. on a freelance basis. So I was like working random jobs um like it would be an e-com shoot one day and and um, an editorial the next and we would be doing cool so many different things right whatever whatever they needed celebrity whatever and then i got another job full-time assisting a celebrity stylist which was really great because that was michael so much yeah okay yeah, I was full-time with Michael, and that was great. I had a great time doing that. And um, You met so many celebrities. Yeah, I met a lot of celebrities. The guy from Downton Abbey. <laughs> Damn, Steven. I think I got the job, though, because I was like, I just don't really care about, care celebrity? about celebrities. And I, I only mean, care about fashion. And they were like, okay, that's good. I mean, because I just, like, was never flustered. If you lose your cool over a celebrity, it's like, mm, you're... You're not cool. Yeah, exactly. Uh, when we first met, you were doing, as you mentioned, uh, red carpet with celebrity styling yes. for menswear. Yes. Then you went back into women's wear. Yeah. What are you working on right now? Are you kind of all over the place? Or are you focusing mostly on women's wear? So, honestly, it's been a bit of both. I love doing women's wear just because it's so much more, um, there's just so much more to it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you can do, I feel a lot more free okay. when I'm doing women's wear. Obviously, men's wear is it's my bread and butter. It's my go-to. I feel very comfortable there. I can do a pull for menswear with my eyes closed. Um, especially for celebrity. Like I feel like sometimes I'll do, um, some celebrities. Um, and I don't know, it's just like my, my wheelhouse. It's just very, uh, my home base. So yeah, I mean, I definitely love doing both. I definitely think I do more, men's celebrity and then I'll do okay. a lot of women's editorial okay so that's um, what I was gonna say you're yeah. not all just celebrity no definitely you're doing a lot not. of editorial too yeah London is so um editorial based because most of the celebrities are obviously out in LA so London of course has its own pool of celebrities but I would say a majority of the stylists working out there do uh, mainly editorial with a few clients of celebrities versus okay. just being a celebrity stylist like, everyone will just have, like, maybe a couple of celebrities that they dress every once in a while, mm-hmm. which is, I actually think it's, like, a wonderful way of kind of breaking it up. Yeah, totally. Being able to do a little bit of everything. Yeah, exactly. 
doing celebrity dressing, so you're focused on men's there, but that versus editorial is so much more dry, no? Like, isn't it much more fun to work on the editorial side of things? You can explore different concepts and so much more thematic. It's just different. With editorials, you focus so much more on, like, a story and um, telling a story through photos and developing a person and, and an image and creating an idea and I think with celebrity it's more of a long-term basis thing so yeah you're dressing that person in maybe one look here one look there but it's about curating a style for them over time mm-hmm. so if someone's been kind of like very beige or, or something in their personal life for a long long time and then they get a stylist to start dressing them for public appearances you'll notice that over time they don't just like bam, wham, bam, like, go into, like, an amazing, like, Gucci, full, okay. like, bows, and it's multicolor. You know, they they have to Sparkles, develop Sparkles, Jambista, right. whatever. Exactly. It's just, like, in the same way that you can't just, like, turn up the next day at your work and be like, oh, actually, I'm wearing, like, a neon multicolor suit. Oh. I mean, which I would love. I would love but, like, that. Yeah, I would love <laughs> But, like, in real life, people want to see that kind of growth and yeah, being like, oh, yeah, yeah, pr- you're progressing into something, mm-hmm. like, really, really exciting. But, like, a lot of stylists will be, like, seeing a client as a project in, like, terms of, okay, well, over the next, like, X amount of time, I'm going to develop you into this direction and let's see where you can go with this and let's create themes and we'll do a bit of repetition like maybe you do a lot of double breasted suits and we'll see that later and that's so interesting yeah i never really understood that side of celebrity yeah i feel like that's something not a lot of people realize i think that the best stylists you can see someone's style evolve over time you know i think someone like ilaria urbanati does an amazing job with um, Remy Malik. He just already had an amazing sense of style and I think that she's really curated it to a point where he has such a like clean, beautiful you can see it immediately when he wears a look. You're like, oh that's so Alaria, that's so Remy, like that's so perfect. And a lot of stylists who are doing their job like perfectly I mean, also like La Roche, God, with what he's done with Celine Dion, with what he's done with Zendaya. I've been thinking about Celine Dion the whole time. That you were like, you can't just be like, bang. No. That happened with her. A bit. But, like, I think that was a lot of, like, what was going on with her life. Yeah, right. It also comes from, like, the celebrity themselves. Like, they get to say, like, this is what I want. Mm -hmm. And the stylist is there to be, like, hearing what they want and then developing it and then putting their own sense of style into it. It, It's a collaborative effort in the same way that a photo shoot is a collaborative effort. You're just collaborating with different people and you're more in tune to what this person wants more than, like, what you want exactly. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, it's just... I would never say that it's boring or whatever. It's just different. It's just completely different. And I think a lot of editorial stylists, especially, like, for a long time, I thought, like, celebrity was so one note. Like, you're just like oh, well, you know, that's easy. I can put someone in a beautiful dress. Like, yeah. anybody can do that. But, but it's... it has to feel, like, authentic to them, right? Exactly, and it's so much more than that. It's about that person feeling like themselves in it, that person feeling sexy in that, that person feeling like they are stylish in it, and then also kind of developing that style over time, like I said. Mm-hmm. So it's not just, like, a one-note thing. It's about doing multiple things. And, and it's also, like, when you're doing a press tour for someone 
Um, it's about maybe creating a theme for all the looks that they're wearing or setting a tone for the movie that they're promoting. Like if it's something really dark or really sad, you don't want them wearing a lot of color and happy. Yeah, yeah. You know, you want to kind of set it so it fits with the mood that they're promoting. Yeah. Wow, that's so interesting. That's definitely something I never realized. I mean, all these celebrities, obviously they're for the most part in more of a creative field anyway right just by like nature of what they do so yeah it makes sense that like throughout all of it there's some kind of underlying theme of course of course we're artists ourselves thank you <laughs> hashtag artists <laughs> <laughs> um so what would you say your aesthetic is that's such a big do question i think about that constantly okay i think like you would be a terrible stylist if you didn't think about that fair i mean um, same like as a designer i'm always like what's yeah. my thing what do i identify with how could you categorize me and i mean i think so many people over time have told me like you need to create a niche for yourself like mm-hmm. you need to just like align yourself with a certain aesthetic and like blah 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 but for me i mean maybe that'll happen over time but personally like maybe i'm still finding that I think that's something that you grow into and you develop and you change over time. Okay. I mean, not everyone's going to be like, oh, I only ever do like super flash, super athletic, super whatever. Like it's going to change with shoot by shoot, person to person, um, you over time. I think it's something that like should kind of ebb and flow with you and with Mm -hmm. what you're experiencing and what's inspiring you. Like it shouldn't just be like, one note like oh this is my style yeah that being said I feel like I don't know I've always kind of identified with a lot of these super super flash stylists who are crazy and out there and you know like Anna Treblin um you know working with a lot of like Nick Knight shoots and okay just like super out there like um wild stuff and then I also you know Phoebe is mm. one of my main favorite designers of all time and um you know I'll always love Celine it's weird it's it's hard for me to say like what my aesthetic is I'm trying to show everyone what my aesthetic is it's just something that like I don't know if I could put it into words I know that you have recently explored maybe evolving beyond just styling to starting a magazine Mm. and I know it's at the very beginning stages Mm. um Is there anything that you can talk about to that? Yeah, so basically I've always wanted to work uh, with a magazine. I've always wanted to kind of be really, really involved in one. And then only recently was I kind of like, well, why don't I just kind of make one? Like that seems like such an obtainable goal. I mean, but in New York it never seemed obtainable. And then I, Mm -hmm. I think in London it seems way more obtainable for whatever reason that is. I don't know. But, um, so yeah, I, I've kind of just been flowing around with the idea of, of what I want to create a magazine about because, you know, I talked to a few people about it and they were kind of like, I think it's really important that you, um, have a set idea of like what your magazine's going to be about. Like, it can't just mm-hmm. be like another this, another that, like it has to be like, what's going to set you apart? What's totally. going to make you different? What, what do you want to say? Um, perspective that's yeah. the one thing I mean you know even like launching a brand right like, yeah we've talked about this I think about it all the time and it's yeah. like that's the one thing that people say also you have to have your own identity and your own perspective and yeah figuring that out is like the hardest part yeah yeah um 
luckily for me, I, um, you know, I've started working with this guy who's a really, really talented photographer. Um, he, he's also a really good friend of mine, um, Darren Gwynn, and uh, he's been really, really supportive about the whole project, and we've kind of been like partners in the whole endeavor, and we kind of like got on the same page really early on about what we kind of wanted to create. And we started just like, it, it just kind of started snowballing from like one meeting to another where it was like, you know, I've been having these ideas and like, That's I great. think that, yeah, like I, I've had ideas for photo shoots and I've had ideas for like other people's photo shoots and like I've had ideas That's for like amazing. other photographers I want to work with and other stylists I want to work with in brands and like advertising and like all this. So it's kind of just one of those things where it's like, it is a side project right now, but like as soon as I get an, enough of a foothold of my own time yeah. that I really want to like propel into that. And I just want to be like, okay, this is my main focus. And I will say that it's guided a lot by punk culture okay. and like cool. anti-establishment and Hell yeah. Yeah. And I've just been like watching, you know, Donald Trump's presidency for so long and seeing like the frustration through that and then like moving over to the UK and then seeing their frustration with Brexit and I just was like I feel like there just needs to be another creative outlet for this like there isn't um enough magazines kind of addressing this anymore in the same way that there was like maybe 10-15 years ago with like the punk movements and there are still people with these like mentalities that are like yeah I you know fuck the government and like I want to talk about protests and I want to talk about grassroots movements and I want to talk about anti-global warming brands and and what we're doing sustainability yeah sustainability oh god greenwashing though that's the thing that's killing me the most all the brands being like oh we're carbon neutral well and then they don't actually do anything yeah. yeah, it's all such bullshit. I mean, yeah, there's definitely issues with, you know, there's a lot of these huge brands that are saying, like, oh, this, we're doing this, this, and that to become more green. But at the end of the day, they're like, that's like pennies in the bucket. Mm-hmm. They're it's still like, creating waste. They're, they're still, still creating waste in harming the environment in millions and millions of tons and then mm-hmm. reducing it by like a tiny fraction. And like it's planting like, five trees. <laughs> right, exactly. It's just like what you're doing is actually nothing. And I feel like there's not a lot of reporting on that and I feel like there's not a lot of exposure on that and I feel like, you know, you used to see these amazing punk scenes that were like, you know, handed out um, and I think adding a fashion element to it. Curating an audience that is more susceptible to seeing this. Like it's totally. also like an art piece but also like trying to get a message across. Um, God, London's such a great place to be doing that too. Right. And London is such a playground for young magazines to create and flourish and go for it. And I feel like New York maybe isn't so oh, it's so tough for that. easy for that to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's why I've kind of just felt so like excited about it recently. And I'm like, this is what I want to push towards. I yes. think this is going to be a really good thing. And that's great. Yeah. These are these are just notes on my horizon. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Jay. So, you've had a really impressive career so far as someone who's only been at it for a handful of years. You styled Taylor Swift and Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, you also recently worked with Lucinda Chambers. What would you say one of your proudest moments has been personally for you so far? So, recently um, I got to work with another wonderful stylist named Kim Howells, and we did an amazing 
project uh, with the incredible Iris Apfel. Shut up! Uh, yeah. What? Yeah. Wait, with the actual... Yes. Yeah. When was that? So this was um, almost a year ago now, and it was... Uh, uh, how did I not know about this? Yeah, this was... Uh, it was amazing. So we were supposed to go in and shoot Vogue Portugal's okay. cover with Iris. Fun. Yeah, and she invited us into her home for two days okay. of styling and shooting. Wow. And we were able to pull in, like, some couture gowns, and it was just absolutely incredible. Like, she is, I mean, she was, like, 98 yeah. at the time. She's so fun. Oh, my God. She was so smart, so funny, so with it. Like, I've never, oh, she was incredible. Absolutely, no indescribably amazing. That's awesome. Um, I mean, she's, like, an icon of mine. Totally. And then to be able to work with her was incredible. And then to be able to be going into her home mm-hmm. was indescribable. I mean, she just had room upon room and closet <laughs> upon closet of over... Her collection's that big. It's I mean, overwhelmingly I large. Overwhelmingly large. And then also I was lucky enough to work with um, the most amazing, like, Nick Knight, and I... <gasps> no way. Yeah, I was on... Did you style a look that he shot? No, no. I was... Oh my god, that would have been amazing. I was... Well, I was working with um, Simon Foxton, who is a stylist that works with um, Nick over the years, and he's, like, an amazing stylist in his own right. He's just done so much amazing stuff. And we were shooting this really, really young designer, Duran Latinkio, who was nominated for so many awards, and he's doing this amazing stuff where he's cutting up uh, designer clothes. Amazing. And and sewing them with other designers. So he's putting together, like, Celine with Helmut Lang, and he's putting together, like, Balenciaga with um, Miu Miu, and, like, he's just absolutely like tearing up the rule book on designer clothing and kind of being like I can chop up your designer clothes and put them with whatever I want it's like a modern dapper dan it's incredible but with like incredibly expensive pieces yeah um is he buying them secondhand so he's actually I think getting gifted a lot of them um he's getting them through recycling clothing programs like it's it's all about being sustainable actually wait so how is he getting them gifted is he like a stylist on the side so he's kind of telling the brands like look i'm gonna be repurposing a lot of these okay they won't be resold okay so would you be interested in gifting me some of the old pieces instead Mm -hmm. of kind of i think a lot of brands kind of set them on fire because oh yeah it's so bad yeah and so instead of doing that he's like please let me repurpose these clothes oh, okay so they have a second life and they'll still be valuable nice. it'll just be in a different way so i don't know if he's gotten okay from brands specifically or yeah. if he's going through retail sites or what he's doing exactly i mean he's an amazing guy to look up um oh, i love his stuff there's a, a jacket last winter that i was like obsessed with yeah, his name is Duran Latinkio. He's absolutely incredible. He's such a talented guy. Um, and working with him and Nick Knight was just absolutely incredible. We did something for what Nick Knight does, which is called Show Studio. So that was filmed live. And What? Oh, my God. I yeah. love Show Studio. I love Nick Knight. Yeah. It's amazing that you were part of that. Yeah, it was absolutely incredible. I mean, I got to share a link like with my family and friends and be like, Hey, this is what I do. Obviously, 
show studio is a huge deal for totally for Nick Knight and like just being able to work with him was like shocking for me because he was like actually one of the the main reasons I went into fashion and and just being able to assist um Simon Foxton who was signing the shoot was just a dream come true like both of them are amazing influential people in my career and it was such a blessing to be able to work with them that's amazing yeah as a creative person music is something that inspires me and I feel like helps very much in my creative process and to kind of get the juices flowing so I really love to ask people what music they're listening to these days so what are you listening to on repeat what am I listening to on repeat is a great question. Um, I've been listening to a lot of Anderson Pack on repeat. Oh, God. Uh, I saw him at Coachella. Yeah, I really Good. like Anderson Pack. Um, also, I'd be lying if I wasn't, like, talking about Kendrick Lamar. I really, okay. I mean, like, he, for me, is, like, one of my favorite people ever. Really? Okay. Um, yeah, but then also I recently did a shoot with Taylor Swift and I that was recent yeah it was really recent oh it's really covered interesting the Rolling Stone with Leif Clark and it was incredible and um wow and she came out with her new album like recently like quite recently after that yeah. and Cruel Summer is like my absolute favorite song on the album but yeah Taylor Swift has great music taste like that's great it was completely surprising and she was playing this song that I shazammed because I was like, oh my god, this is such a good song. What song is it? Um, I can't remember the name of it. Um, but okay. it was somebody it was somebody called Duckworth. Jay, thank you for doing this. Thank you so much, Jill. I love you dearly, of course. Of course I would do this. Yeah, this is this has been fun. This is a total blast. Good luck editing. Mm-hmm.